The following podcast is non-profit and is based on the IGCSE history curriculum. Welcome to another episode of my podcast. Today will be part one of me speaking about the first Gulf War. To start off, what were the causes of the Gulf War? There had been a long history of tension between Iraq and Kuwait before the first Gulf War. Both countries had been ruled over by the Ottoman Empire until its defeat in the First World War. After the war, the Treaty of Severus broke up the Ottoman Empire, and both Iraq and Kuwait were ruled by Britain, Iraq as a mandate, and Kuwait as a British protectorate. In 1958, Iraq won its independence from Britain. In 1958, through the military coup led by General Qasim. In 1961, Kuwait also became independent from Britain, becoming a military democracy with an emir as its head of state. The leader of Iraq, General Qasim, claimed Kuwait as Iraqi territory. However, the British and other Arab states, such as Saudi Arabia, refused to acknowledge Iraqi claims and sent soldiers to protect Kuwait from an Iraqi invasion. This was because the Kuwaitis did not want to be ruled by Iraq and wanted to retain their independence. When Saddam's Ba'ath Party came into power in 1968, they again claimed Kuwait as their territory, but were again opposed by Saudi Arabia. In 1990, Iraq began to threaten Kuwait's independence yet again. Saddam's failure to defeat Iran in the Iran-Iraq war had led to anger amongst the Iraqi people and the Iraqi army. Saddam believed that a military victory against Kuwait might help to reduce opposition to him. He believed a quick victory would increase his popularity and show the world how powerful he really was. Saddam was confident of victory because he had built up a huge army, the fourth largest in the world, and had stockpiled chemical and biological weapons. He had also begun a nuclear weapons program, believing that these weapons of mass destruction would deter anyone from opposing his invasion. Finally, the Iran-Iraq war had also led Iraq into huge debt, $80 billion worth of debt, including a $14 billion loan from Kuwait. To pay off this debt, Saddam had wanted to increase Iraqi oil exports. However, because they were a member of the Organization of Petroleum Exporting Countries who control oil prices in order to keep them high, some leading members such as Saudi Arabia and Kuwait refused to allow him to increase production, whilst also demanding he pay back his war debts to them. Saddam felt insulted by this, as he believed he had helped to protect Kuwait from Iran during the war. He also accused Kuwait of slant drilling for oil under Iraqi territory and stealing it. Facing increasing discontent at home, Saddam decided to invade Kuwait on the 2nd of August 1990. So let's go over the reasons why Saddam invaded Kuwait more clearly. One of the reasons was oil. Firstly, the Iran-Iraq war had resulted in huge debts. Saddam wanted to increase oil production to pay off his debts, but Saudi Arabia and Kuwait refused while demanding for the debts to be paid. Secondly, Saddam accused Kuwait of sl slant drilling for oil under Iraqi territory and stealing it. Another reason was nationalism. Firstly, Saddam claimed Kuwait as Iraqi territory, but Kuwait wanted to remain independent. Secondly, he wanted to show off his power as his army was now the fourth largest in the world. My third and final reason is leaders. 
Firstly, the Iraqi people and army were angered by Saddam's loss to Iran, so fearing discontent, he wanted a quick victory against Kuwait to regain confidence from the population and army. Secondly, Saddam felt insulted by Kuwait, as he believed that he had helped to protect them from Iran during the Iran-Iraq war. Thirdly, we'll move on to how Saddam justified his invasion of Kuwait. One justification was that Iraq's economy was declining after the war with Iran had ended. One reason which contributed to this was because Kuwait refused to write off their debts. Saddam believed these debts should be cleared because Iraq had protected Kuwait and other Gulf states from Iranian expansionism. Another justification was that the US ambassador had practically given him the green light to invade, as he told Saddam that the US had no opinion on Arab-Arab conflicts, like the disagreement with Kuwait. Finally, for this part, why did the US decide to lead the international condemnation and military response to the Iraqi invasion of Kuwait? The international community, including most Arab states, condemned the invasion, and the UN Security Council agreed to impose complete economic sanctions on Iraq and ordered Saddam to withdraw his troops. Saddam refused to withdraw and declared Kuwait an Iraqi province. He tried to win support from other Arab states by saying that he would only withdraw if Israel withdrew their forces from Palestine. Although this pleased the Palestinians, it won him little support from other Arab countries. Iraqi troops began committing atrocities against Kuwaiti civilians, with many protesters being arrested or killed. Foreigners were also seized as hostages and used as human shields by the Iraqi military. As Iraqi troops massed on Kuwait's borders with Saudi Arabia, the Americans feared that Saddam might also try to seize the Saudis' oil fields too. This would have given them control over half of the world's oil supplies. The king of Saudi Arabia requested that the USA send a military force to help defend against a possible Iraqi invasion. The Americans responded to his request by building up their armed forces in the Gulf. Please be reminded that this episode was split into two parts. The second part will be released very shortly, around the same time as this episode. This is the end of the podcast. Thank you for listening.